And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, May 19th, 2023. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tess Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, Matasha Hotboy, ready for the WNBA, Trey Kirby. WNBA-o! WNBA-o! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, here we are. If you're a podcast listener, that cold open (laughs) had to sound very strange. But I encourage you to come over to YouTube and at least check out the start of the show. That was great. We were giggling away here in the factory. That was really funny. I think uh, I think Macho Man gets the belt Interesting. after that one. I gotta go Hulk Hogan. I think it was Hulk. I think it was Hulk. It was a Hulk Hogan versus uh, Macho Man Randy Savage uh, breathing match. Yep. <laughs> yeah, if you're just listening, it probably sounded like your disc man was skipping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff, JD. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Like the vid, comment away as you are. Subscribe if you haven't done that already. Go get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. We got hoodies and t-shirts and mugs and hats. Got all the good stuff there. Check out yesterday's No Buffs podcast, uh, which is our recap of this week's penultimate episode of Survivor 44. No spoilers here on No Dunks, but we are down to five people left in the game and uh, one very strong three-person alliance. So if you're a Survivor fan, go check out No Buffs on YouTube feed, on podcast feed. And later today, this is fun, join us on Playback to watch some EuroLeague semifinal action between Barcelona and Real Madrid. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> 2 p.m. Oh, yeah, you're, ju- oh, yeah. you're reminding me. I should be watching the first EuroLeague semifinal right this second. Who is it again? Olympiacos, and it doesn't matter. Monaco, yeah. Because <laughs> Olympiacos is winning. Okay, okay. We'll see them yeah. in the final on Sunday when we'll be watching that on playback. Well, Tass is going to be sort of watching it on his computer <laughs> while we podcast today. That first game, but that second game, that second well, semifinal it starts in 53 of the EuroLeague minutes. Final Four. 2 p.m. Eastern, join us live on Playback. That link is already in the show notes. So click on that and uh, join the No Dunks Playback room. Uh, We'll be going today at 2 o'clock and then on Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern for the final. That's right. Uh, On today's podcast, on today's drop, we got Worst of the Week making its triumphant return. It was... It's been gone. It needed to be. Needed to be back. Yeah, it takes a break in the postseason. We get so serious about basketball. Yeah. Um, but some good nominees this week. Okay. Uh, I've got some hypothetical trades for you guys when it comes to the Blazers, the Rockets, and the Pistons potentially looking to move their top five draft lottery picks. So that would be fun. Got some boards made up and everything for you guys. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, I got nothing. Games. I got nothing this show. <laughs> just cruising. You better bring it when we talk about game two. Oh, I got Western some Crown takes Final. for you here. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
We also have rapid fire fun at the end, all that nonsense. But yeah, let's start with Jamal Murray. His fourth quarter, huge as he helps propel the Nuggets past the Lakers 108-103 for the 2-0 Western Conference Finals lead. Jamal Murray is a closer. Hell yeah. We forget that sometimes, I think. We're all talking about Nikola Jokic in this series. Nikola Jokic didn't have to score a point in the fourth quarter. It didn't matter because Jamal Murray had 23 of them. And he was creating them himself. This wasn't other people creating and finding Murray. And Murray doing things that the Lakers simply cannot do. They cannot match a guy who can create like that and hit three after three after three. I hate saying it, but the great equalizer is the three-pointer when you can hit shots like that. Jokic had an average night, I think, scoring the ball. 23 points on 21 shots is the best the Lakers can do. That's <laughs> that's the most you can ask against an MVP. And we talk about game plans and all that. And then somebody like Jamal Murray comes along and just tears it up. It didn't matter. The, the 23 points he had in the fourth quarter, there's no answer for the, for the Lakers. Again, he was creating them himself over LeBron James, over Anthony Davis, over LeBron again. Over Schroeder, who, yeah, should have gone over the screen that one time. Okay, that one, that one was a, a slight mistake. But those were just Jamal hours. I mean, the, the mall is closed. I know it's not a great analogy, Holy but... Moly. Yeah. <laughs> Jamal, Jamal, yeah. The mall is open. He, Jamal is... No, nah, nah, but, but, yeah, it's not, it's not the a great... The mall is closing. The, yeah, sure, but he's okay. a closer. He's a closer. <laughs> he closes the doors. Game over. Well, it feels like it's pretty early, though. The mall's closing pretty early. Well, listen, uh, malls close early these days. The games are starting earlier these days. Mm-hmm. Get the mm-hmm. hell out. It's my mall, Jamal. Hours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know where to go for that one. Okay, I'll fire a take here. Jamal Murray's better than Michael Jordan. That was Jamal Murray's fourth 20-plus point quarter, fourth quarter in a playoff game. Michael Jordan only did it twice. What's dumber, that statement or the Jamal hours line? I'm not sure. Well, okay, I'll try and do you one better. <laughs> Let's see, man. Take it up. Jamal Murray's game two in the Western Conference Finals was basically Canadian weather. Mm-hmm. Kitchener's finest, Jamal Murray. Three quarters? Brutal. Three quarters of the season in Canada for the most part? Depressing. Cold. Sad. He missed 12 of 17 shots. But then what happens in Canada, especially in Kitchener, southern Ontario, (laughs) right around mid-May, late May sometimes? Oh, sunny days. Shorts are on. The sundresses are out. Everybody on the patio. And that was Jamal Murray in the fourth quarter. My God, man. Six of seven, four three-pointers, the nasty-ass step-backs on LeBron and AD. He fueled a 15-to-1 run. That gave Denver the 96-84 lead. And yeah, better than MJ. Better Better than than Iverson because he now has four games in the playoff where he has 20-plus in a fourth quarter. That's wild. That's East Coast bias, though, with the weather talk. Oh, okay. okay. And the West West Coast got (laughs) four great months. That's why I slipped in Southern Ontario. Uh, Of 23 points. Michael Porter Jr. came in, also had two threes, and Bruce Brown had one three. That's all the scoring they needed in that fourth quarter. Nice adjustment from Michael Malone in the first half when Nikola Jokic sat. Jamal Murray was sitting right beside him. That started an 8-0 run, or a minus 8 for those minutes where Jokic was on the bench. In the second half, in that fourth quarter, when Jokic went down, Michael Malone said, Jamal Murray ain't sitting. Mm -hmm. So Murray was out there, and that was a huge difference. Uh, That's never going to happen again. Earlier rounds, they were able to get away with that. Jokic and Murray on the bench, they went with Gordon 
and uh, Michael Porter Jr. and then three bench guys, but uh, that can't happen again. And yeah, it was literally he was just creating on his own, um, he calling his own bang. Looking yeah, over that to, was look, awesome. Looking over to That's Mike great. Breen after he hit a shot and saying. Bang! Call that a freaking bang! <laughs> Is that the coldest moment of the playoffs? I saw cool, Alex uh, Wong asking on Twitter. It's either that, literally calling for your own bang, or Steph Curry did drop a light the beam against the Sacramento Kings, you know, fake lighten it, uh, and then scoring 50 call. in a Great game call. seven. It's one of those two moments. But yeah, it takes a special kind of player, in all honesty, to struggle through three quarters, uh, you know, getting burnt a little bit on the defensive end, too. Like I said, missing a whole lot of shots, but to keep shooting, and then to see one goes in, and then Michael Malone is like, it looks like a hula hoop to this guy. I think it looks bigger than that. It looks like the damn ocean, because he was hitting some tough, tough shots. And that's what LeBron and them are saying after. It's like, I don't know what we were supposed to do on a couple of those. Late in the shot totally. clock, totally. he's just dancing out there. We're right up on him, and he's feeling it. Great shot making, and yeah. Murray is an underrated shot maker to the point where like he takes some shots in the first three quarters, they're like, what are you doing, right, man? Right. But they were going in in the fourth quarter, and yeah, I kind of actually thought outside of transition defense, the Lakers did a pretty good job uh, of defending Murray even in the fourth quarter. But Nuggets made seven threes in the fourth. Lakers made eight for the entire game. Sometimes it comes down to that, and the Lakers, man, they were shooting them in that fourth quarter. <laughs> LeBron and AD, one for six on threes in the fourth quarter. The LeBron ones at the start, that felt like a huge momentum shift where LeBron was just coming up and chucking. That guy was gassed because he guarded Nikola Jokic a lot in the third quarter. Jokic is 300 pounds. LeBron did a great job. He was getting a lot of low strips. He was making Jokic second guess things. It looked a little bit trying to problem solve out there, but that is a side effect. If LeBron's trying to guard a guy who's seven feet, 300 pounds, it's going to have an effect on him. Yeah, he seemed to be absolutely settling for the three because maybe fatigue. He fell a couple times because of the ankle too, kept tying up his shoe tighter and tighter and tighter. He was missing bunnies, though, in this game. He obviously had the blown fast break dunk. Um, And then, yeah, this guy can't hit a fourth quarter three right now. He's missed 19 straight. Yeah. 19 straight three-pointers in the fourth quarter LeBron has missed, and he hasn't even hit one through two games in the Western Conference Finals. He's 0 for 10, Tess. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on Hmm. him just being tired. And really, a lot of guys out there last night looked exhausted. I mean, even Jamal Murray with his... Murray Flurry was like, <gasps> oh, like man, mouth yeah. breathing like crazy, <laughs> looking like me, or Draymond Green <laughs> breathing through his mouth out there. <laughs> yeah, it's the old uh, debate about LeBron James. Why isn't he driving? That's the old narrative. Why isn't he driving? Well, because he's freaking tired, uh, and he has to pick his spots, and he did. And you mentioned the strips. He, he played a great defensive game and just wasn't – all the way there at the end, he did have to guard a 300-pounder. I mean, that that's a huge part of it. And a couple of these threes go in. It's a, it's an entirely different game, but he's just ice cold from out there, as you said. Hasn't hit one in the series so far uh, and just needs a – maybe you need to call on Tristan Thompson for five minutes against Nikola Jokic or, or something. <laughs> I mean, they had Dwight Howard in the 2020 finals to just bang him for a little bit. They don't have anybody right now. So even though Jokic – it was it was a a triple double that isn't being talked about as much because of Murray's game. He was a huge factor in this game of because course. the whole game plan. It's it's like when Curry has you know they take the ball out of his hands and Andre Iguodala gets the MVP. I mean the entire game plan is to stop Jokic again. Twenty three points on twenty one shots. That's damn good. Mm-hmm. That's that's all you can ask for. They did a good job. Uh, and then the other guy just 
just took over. Even even though he was uh, Jamal Murray was the focal point of the Lakers' offense during Game One. You know, they were going at him over and over and over again. He came out in Game Two, he kept shooting, as he said, five of seventeen through three quarters. Not pretty stuff. No. Uh, but then it was just it was all him. LeBron and AD combined to shoot thirteen of thirty four. Um, that's gonna that's gonna be tough for this team to win. And yet here they are, Trey. In both of these games, it's a one possession game in the final minute, both on the road. Like they had two golden opportunities to take at least one of these. And hell, you could talk yourself into them being up 2-0 instead of Denver uh, if, if you know some shots go down or some shots aren't hit uh, from the Nuggets side of things. Definitely a missed opportunity yeah. for the Lakers. Both of these games were winnable. Honestly, if LeBron comes through in the fourth quarter is kind of what it comes down to. He didn't have a good fourth quarter in this one. Had a pretty poor last minute of the game uh, in game one. On a night when they only made eight three-pointers, there's just not enough margin for error to have a poor scoring game from AD and a poor scoring game from LeBron. Like, great minutes from Reeves, another huge Rui Hachimura game. It's nice to get a couple of role player performances, but you can't have your role players be leading you in scoring. LeBron and AD got to do it uh, when they get back to LA. It's going to be hard to win four or five against Denver, but they got to start by winning game three and game four. The Suns did it. Then they got smoked after that, but at least they did it. Yeah. And that happened because Denver, uh, because uh, De- Denver Booker, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, went to the next level in those games three and four wins. That's what AD and LeBron are going to have to do. It's just going to be tough because the other guys in Jamal Murray can go off. Michael Porter Jr. can go off from three-point land in a way that the Lakers just can't, right? Like they can create a little bit for themselves. So the, the margin of error is it, it's smaller, especially when AD, it, yeah, he just needed to be better. I mean, you look at the shots. It, it was a different uh, AD game than people ridicule him for. It's not like he wasn't shooting. I mean, he did shoot in this game, 13 attempts, 11 attempts from the line. He was going at it. He just wasn't hitting his shots. Uh, But you get, as you said, the Rui game, hitting his first eight shots, and Austin Reeves banking home another three. He's banked home two threes in this series already. Uh, I heard that the DNVR guys say that the Nuggets have had four banked threes against them this postseason. Hmm. Sounds like a lot. <laughs> uh, and two from Reeves weird. in two games. Uh, that was that was crazy. Yeah, they just needed one of those guys. They needed James and Davis. They just don't have it. Um, you know, blame Palenka after 2020 or whatever, but they just haven't been able to build it up enough. Sam Quinn at CBS Sports uh, noted how game one in this series, which we talked about obviously earlier in the week, that that was like generally an outlier because of the high-scoring affair that it was and that most late-stage playoff games are a lot closer to what we saw last night, game two, right? They're a little ugly. (laughs) Some weird box scores. And they really come down, they hinge on like a few big minutes where you got to get your star player or one of your stars to come through. And obviously that was Jamal Murray in game two. So I expect we are going to see some more games like this, this sort of like uh, sloppy at times. I mean, it was an oddly officiated game too, which we have to address a little oh, yeah. bit. And I know, I know Jeff good. Van Gundy <laughs> was going crazy. I think he went way overboard uh, on the call, him and Mark Jackson, which they do from time to time. But it was, I mean, the first quarter took forever, forever. That was one of the longer first quarters we've had in a while. And it was, and it, you know, the Lakers got hosed on a couple calls and there was just sometimes a little, you know, not a lot of flow to this one because of the whistle. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on it, how it was officiated. I thought, yeah, just, just zoom out. I think the playoffs have been pretty damn good. We haven't had a really, 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 really bad controversy at all. I mean, through two plus rounds, 
It was, it was a bad first quarter, though. I mean, it was just just a lot of missed calls. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's all. Like the the flagrant. Uh, I I blame I blame Jeff Van Gundy's rant on Mike Breen actually because Mike Breen didn't say through the first 60, 90 seconds of that argument Mike Breen didn't say he got hit in the head right once. right it you're talking just, about D'Angelo Russell the flagrant one foul that everybody's uh, complaining about Jeff Van Gundy saying well man that guy just hates basketball he's just co- continuously he's complaining that basketball is soft we're all soft I mean he did get hit in the head that's the rule yeah. That, they didn't say that. I mean, they were talking about the windup. It was a huge windup, and Jeff Van Gundy said, "I mean, he's got to block the shot." Okay, so whatever. So it was going on and on and on. He did get hit in the head. It was sort of incidental. Like the rule has to change then if that's not a flagrant. He got hit in the head, mm-hmm. and that's 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 the rule. But anyways, it was just poorly officiated. Then we had a flop off later oh, in the game. Great flops in this game. Yep, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, central. four minutes into this game, MVP we had Tony flops. Brothers. After a whistle was called by another official, Tony Brothers blew his whistle to tell everybody to shut the fuck up. <laughs> everybody stopped complaining and stopped whining. It was four minutes into the game, Trey, uh, where he had had enough. Like, it was, uh, I think Breen's word was canta- cantankerous. I'm not saying that correctly. Sort of saying it. Uh, cantankerous. Uh, cantankerous. Give you a B plus on the pronunciation. Yeah. Pretty solid. Uh, Use it in a sentence? No, I can't. <laughs> Did I pronounce cantankerous correctly? There you go. There you go. Uh, 26 free throws, though, for the Lakers. They're happy about that. It's going to be even more contentious and cantankerous as time goes on. I do believe this was only game two. And we got guys flopping, like, nonstop. And it's hurting the Lakers more, I do believe, than it's hurting the Nuggets because the Lakers go to the ground a lot on offense when they're shooting the ball, and it puts them at a disadvantage because the ball's going back the other way. Anthony Davis is the last guy up the court. That's an easy bucket for Denver, and it happened a lot of times yep. last night, I thought. Yeah, and that's one of the negative things that the Lakers took from Game 1 to Game 2. They, they needed to stop the transition, mm-hmm. and they did. More so. They it played better. a better game. But there's just too many times where it's it's the freaking first rule of basketball. Stop the ball, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. The guys were just getting to the rim. But, yeah, a lot of missed calls. That offensive goaltending call on Anthony Davis when he was off the rim, I guess it's a tough angle. but Yeah, that's... that one, no doubt I agree with Jeff Van Gundy. Get rid of this rule. Go to the international. Oh, can't wait to watch that today. Yeah, exactly right, where it's, the ball is live. <laughs> That's even what I'm if it's above for. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it happens in the early Final Four. Uh, okay, Murray 37, Jokic the triple-double again. You slipped in Michael Porter Jr., who hit some big, big shots. Oh, he hit yeah. four threes again. He's, he's always sort of a bellwether for this team. And Bruce Brown, again, this guy... In the, in the plus-minus department, a beast on both ends. You know, KCP picks up the two quick fouls in this game. Like, the first 100 seconds, he's got two fouls, so Bruce Brown comes in early. But a plus-16, scored 12 tasks, five boards, hit a few threes, and played a ton because of the KCP foul trouble. Uh, 37 minutes for Brown. I, this guy's playing incredible and is looking like one of the the, the smartest oh, signings man, yeah. from the offseason. And he brings a ton of tood. Yeah. Like, Holy I, th- shit, I think he's he talking ever... trash after every yeah. basket he makes. <laughs> it gets people fired up and he's also such a change of pace, I feel like, for the Nuggets. They're a pretty fast team anyways, but when Bruce Brown comes in, they are flying. Um, so yeah, I thought he was, he was really, really good for them. And then Michael Porter Jr., He's just become a good player on both ends of the court, and I think he was smiling for the entire fourth quarter. Oh, he was loving the he Jamal Murray shots. It. Yeah, when Murray was hitting, he was just grinning ear to ear. <laughs> then he wanted to take his shots as well. It was cool. Yeah, I wondered when they signed him to the max. You've got Jokic, you got Jamal Murray, and especially just him and Jokic as a front line. Can they win a championship like that defensively? 
damn right they can. I mean, he's grown into a different type of player. And I think Contavious Caldwell-Pope, even though he went to the bench really early, scored 21 in Game 1, was bailing them out uh, over and over and over again in Game 1. I thought he played a, a big role just being on the bench. I mean, he didn't play a, a fourth-quarter minute, but he was in Michael Porter Jr.'s ear. We saw the 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 audio, whatever it's called, uh, the audio Inside assist. tracks? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, but he was maybe it wasn't even one of those because I don't think there was audio. Sounds was of just, the game. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's too many of them. Yeah. Um, but he was in Michael Porter Jr.'s ear, almost annoyingly so, just over and over and over again, just relentless, uh, just to get him to be confident to shoot it. Yeah. When Jokic went to the bench in that in that fourth quarter, they they didn't miss a beat because of Porter Jr.'s confidence, because of Jamal Murray's confidence, and I think. KCP, even though he didn't play a minute in the fourth quarter, that's just championship stuff. And the attitude from Bruce Brown, uh, I mean, he's probably their most vocal guy. They've got Jamal Murray, but that's just championship stuff right there. So, yeah, big ups from those guys. Uh, I mean, they they didn't get much from their seventh man. They didn't even have an eighth man in this game because Christian Brown barely played and Reggie Jackson came in to <laughs> sop up a <laughs> minute or two. Yeah. But they're lucky that they had a sixth man that was yeah. monstrous. Yeah, he's been amazing. Uh, also, we got a big Jeff Green dunk. You guys called it. It's about time. <laughs> you know, I think it was you that said yeah. it's going to happen. Now, okay. Okay, it wasn't. It was big-ish. Yeah. Wasn't on, it, was a dunk. it wasn't on anybody, but the guy's old. Down the lane. Yeah, transition near the end of the first quarter. He splayed the legs a that little was, bit. That yeah. was nice. That was, that was nice. Big-ish, big-ish. <laughs> he splayed Maybe the he's legs. got another. You're saying you think he's still got one, one even bigger one in him. You know, catching it in the corner, yeah. getting the defense screaming out at him. Yeah. And maybe Fourth quarter, maybe a game is over. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, They're not guarding him. No, not no, I mean, no, they are not. They got to pick their poison. Well, no, they do. They're, they they are picking the right guys. I mean, Aaron Gordon as well, like very uncomfortable shooting the ball. He doesn't look yes. very yeah. comfy. And they got away with it because of other guys rocking. Yeah. Uh, so what has to change here in game three over the weekend in Los Angeles? I mean, obviously, play better. If you can hit some threes, sure. You said LeBron has to have a bit of a special game in him, uh-huh. uh, which I would probably agree with. Are there any other moves for Darvin Ham to make? Um, you know, he only got four good players last night. I mean, and really, AD and LeBron didn't have incredible games right. to their standards, but Rui was amazing, couldn't miss a shot. And Austin Reeves was once again incredible. Um, but that was it. Like, nobody else contributing. Well, are there anything to do? You got Vanderbilt starting. You got been calling for that. He got a steal right away along with D'Angelo Russell. Quick two points, and then, you know, there wasn't a whole lot more from him. Uh, it might be time for Rui to start. Uh, he played 30 minutes last night, which is a lot, yeah. but if he's starting, he's got to get up to, what, 36 to 40? And that probably helps because Vanderbilt is not being guarded. I don't think he's really helping the Lakers except for sopping up some minutes here. And then they got to hope that D'Angelo Russell yeah. comes around a little bit, playing back at home, three for eight last night, and he just doesn't feel like part of the rotation uh, at all right now. He's He's been disappointing in this series. They need his three-point shooting. They need his shot creation. Or they just need to sit him down and go Reeves mode. Reeves is good. He should have probably had the ball more in the fourth yeah, quarter last yeah. night. Yeah, and that that's the criticism for LeBron is that let's just move the thing and see if one of our other guys who are hot, Reeves basically, can shoot. Uh, and that that's the criticism of him when, when he does fire away a three when he's cold. Reeves is just feeling it. He has been their best perimeter player uh, so far. So that that's the criticism there, I, I guess. I still like the Vanderbilt uh, starting. I think he just does a, a decent enough job slowing the game down with his defense. And, yeah, I just don't know if Rui can play 48 minutes. Yeah. So that's that's the only question, really. Um, but he finishes the game. 
I, I didn't mind that move. Malone, some some good moves there. Um, again, the the Jokic minutes without Murray in the second half. We got a series, baby. But uh, yeah, Bron and AD are <laughs> essentially the key. Any other random notes from Game Two last night? Did you guys catch the uh, the her the Journey song <laughs> heading into the broadcast? I, I, was, out, I was out. Oh man, that, yeah. <laughs> didn't, have the, didn't have the volume. So up. that's the minute. It's like, ad that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know, there's yeah. shots of her and then it's like the the build up to the game. Yeah. Right? The start of the game. You know, it's really cinematic. So, so that's, cinematic. The, that's the one it's with going like on. Eli Manning and stuff. No? Uh Eli Manning. <laughs> don't, don't, there's like shots of like random people in it. Uh no? I don't like think random? so unless I'm thinking of something. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I don't think so. I thought it was more just game focus. Maybe they got anyway. different versions. Um <laughs> I have a question. I was happy to see somebody who do it on the bench, but has Jamal Murray gone completely away from the uh, bow and arrow celebration, the old blue arrow? Great call. They he were doing it on it. the bench, but yeah. like when he hit the big step back over Anthony Davis, he went back like Christ the Redeemer stats. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he has. You know, know, oftentimes I feel like a player changes their celebration and we don't catch on until it's too later. Like people were still doing the Harden stirring the <laughs> thing for the longest time and he'd moved on to getting nosebleeds. <laughs> right, you know? Right. We never know what it happens. Apparently know. the bench didn't know either. They're still pulling their quids. Which I like to see. Which yep. I like to see. Um, did you catch this exchange between Jackson and Van Gundy? You can't miss those calls, said Mark Jackson. Yeah, you can. They just did, <laughs> said <him>. Jeff. <laughs> uh, what did you said think of Jeff. those two, You know, especially going on about... The calls. I like this exchange fishing. when Steve Javi came in. You know, he's, yeah. he's the rule man. He tells you the rules. He said the flagrant was called because Murray was hit to the face. Mark Jackson, I disagree. What? What? You're disagreeing with him hit, getting hit in the face? It was. It was a lot. Well, then, lot. then those two, especially Van Gundy, they leaned into hard sarcasm, and I yeah. think I think it was pissing off Breen. <laughs> Breen just went quiet. For like a minute to the point where they're like, oh, I guess we know how to shut up Breen. Just like keep going on about this. I mean, it's tough. He was was getting ganged up on. Breen was getting ganged up on. Yeah, I know. I'm agreeing with them. (laughs) But Breen was right. But it was was confusing (laughs) for like Nora's like half-ass watching the game with me. And like, remember there was somebody else that got hit in the head. And those guys started going, well, I guess that's a flagrant. I guess that's got to be a flagrant because it was on the back of the head, top of the head. But they're like, they're leaning in very sarcastically. And she's like, she was so confused. I'm like, oh, they're being sarcastic because they're pissed off about another thing. So I don't know. <laughs> it's not great. It wasn't, it wasn't their greatest game. No. I thought, especially when they go on and on and on. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, st- we'll stop talking. I think we should stop talking about it. Let's, what about the Braun dunk? What, happen- what happens in game three if Braun has a breakaway? What does he do? Does he rock the baby or does he just tomahawk Well, it? he had one even later in this game. He did throw down a dunk. He just yeah. played it very yeah. simple. Yeah. Sort of like a one-handed little dunk there. Uh, no, he's got to try it. Oof. Just slipped. His head slipped. was at the rim. Yeah, he still had the jump there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't the only layup he was missing last night. You well, know? He, he was those were worse around to the rim. me. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah, he just lost Team it. Over. It'll be yeah. – Back back at home, <laughs> he ain't gonna miss it. Uh, back at home, but that was that was funny, and it's also funny that because uh, LeBron missed a wide open breakaway dunk in a conference finals, that somebody had to dig out the clip of Michael Jordan missing one of against course. the Knicks mm. way back, which I thought was just nice. That's just nice. It's like, hey, come on, man, he did it too. He missed too, okay. And then he tried to walk off at the end of the game. He's just trying to leave and get the hell yeah. off. He's pissed off, and there was a camera in his way, and he was 
Like he was pissed. He gave a great <laughs> reaction to that camera uh, guy being in his way. He wanted to say something so bad. Yeah. He sort of catches himself. He's like, all right, all right, I'll just stand here and look pissed off. I won't say anything. But you know he wanted to say, get the hell out of my way, move, man. man. Move back, all right? Got a, um, got a drink on him. I mean, literally a drink fell on that's him. That's right, that's right. There was a lot happening in this game. Fan was very nice to give him a towel. He said thanks. Bron said thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he pretended to drink, like sort of like touch his head and taste it mm, very quick, gin, very quick. Gin and tonic. There was a lime in it, so you make the call. <laughs> you think LeBron was drunk when he missed that layup late <laughs> underneath the rim? He's feeling it. What if I were to tell you LeBron James was drunk when he missed the game time layup? <laughs> Shout out to the broadcast boy. Um, Austin Reeves, can we quickly talk about his post game look? Style it on him. Oh, yeah. I guess Blink-182 is back on tour, right? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I saw him at Coachella. For damn. Uh, look, I, I looked like this at one point. So did Matty O. Like, if he has, like, a leather band on his wrist right now, I wish we could see that. Yeah, he's got a Pete Wentz vibe, no doubt here. 100%. 100%. Saw they were calling him Ball Out Boy on Twitter last night. He also looks a lot like Todd from Wedding Crashers. Uh, Ready to play some tummy sticks. (laughs) The painting was a gift, Todd. (laughs) What a look. All right, Denver two wins away from the NBA Finals. And we didn't even closest we, they've ever been. Aaron or Aaron Gordon, uh, Michael Porter Jr. walked in bounds with the ball. He's inbounding. Yeah. He just oh, walked Jesus. in bounds. Four minutes left, and he gets away with it because they win. Yeah. In his defense, I don't think any of his teammates were looking at him. That was so weird. Like, Jamal was looking at something, yeah. and everybody else was looking away, and then he's, like, obviously going to inbound the ball, and you're right. He's like, uh-oh, they're not looking at me, and he, yeah, he, bounced, it. he bounced it in bounds, and then, of course, you're out of bounds because he touched it. I mean, the Nuggets didn't make a shot the last three minutes of the game. Yeah, And nuts. they were getting close to throwing it away. They were so sloppy. They looked tired, like everybody yeah. was saying. They were exhausted. After game one as well, I, the post-game interviews have been hilarious. Like, it was Jokic game one, it was Murray, and they're just, like, saying complete <laughs> nonsense because they're like, I just played 40 <laughs> minutes straight. <laughs> Basketball, man. Is, you know, you, you score. <laughs> you, just, you just score sometimes. Uh, well, these have been uh, very entertaining no, games. You said it, man. Trey. We are three for three right now. I don't want to jinx anything, but three for three in the conference finals. Good start. And how entertaining these have been. Hopefully it continues tonight uh, in Boston for game two. All right. We got to take a break unless you guys got anything no, else good. on that one. When we come back, worst of the week nominees and some hypothetical trades for the Blazers, Rockets, and Pistons if they were to move off of those top five picks. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. 
therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hit that like button, subscribe to No Dunks, and if you're a podcast listener, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Let's get to Worst of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Worst of the Week. You nominees, you tell me, tell us which one is the absolute winner of Worst of the Week. First nominee is Ben Simmons. Brooklyn Nets guard slash forward at home watching the Philadelphia 76ers implode in game seven uh, against the Boston Celtics. So he decided I'm going to take a photo of it and put it on Instagram. Now, he's not a nominee just because he took a photo while he's in a blanket with a glass of wine and a full bottle of water in front of him while watching the screen. I mean, that's up to you. If you want to call him that, call him worst of the week because he's poking fun at his old team. I'm giving it to him because his viewing situation is crap. Look, this is a millionaire. Look how far he is from the screen. There's couches in the way. I'm 99.9% convinced he's never watched a basketball game on this TV at all because the whole thing sucks. And he's got captions on. Oh, that's, yeah. Closed captions during a game. I hate that. There's no way he's watched the game. Because uh, closed captioning, he, this looks like he's got his free preview of ABC slash ESPN and the closed captioning is on, right? Is he even home? Yeah, I don't know. Is it like an Airbnb rental or something? I don't know. But but he's got a blanket on him. Yeah, like true. Full, full blanket. True, he's comfy. Thank you for zooming out again, JD. <laughs> See those knees. Uh, and a bottle of water. That's a cold bottle. And water. wine. It's like yeah, hydrating. <laughs> and dehydrating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so maybe he's not maybe he's not home, and maybe I should shut up. Well, I don't know. Um, but, it, it, well, I guess the bottle of water, that kind of makes me think that he's not at home. Like, <laughs> really? What? I mean, just get... Why, sing, why are you having a single-use plastic oh, okay, bottle okay. of water at home when you could... I mean, maybe that's just my thinking. But th- if that's how you drink all your water, that is ridiculous. Right, right. Unless he reuses it, of course. Yeah, well, I doubt that, my man. Uh, uh, Smart Water does have one of the better reusable plastic bottles. I'm just saying. I'm no, just saying but I agree with you. We don't need single-use plastics. That's right, that's right. But if you happen to have one, you could probably <laughs> reuse uh, Smart Water. Hey, man, I got to agree. I have I have used a, a Smart Bottle over and over and over again for a while. And I also used that, uh, what was what was that? Oxygen. Oh, extra those are good bottles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Four times as much oxygen. <laughs> Steph Curry had a water line that had more oxygen in H2O molecules, or he was sponsoring it or whatever. Yeah. Those were good yeah. plastic bottles that you should that never called? use. I think it was called Oxygen. Oxygen with an I. O-X-I-Gen. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe. Steph Curry water. Yeah, oxygen with an I. <laughs> You're right. Good call, guys. Anyways, would you, when you saw that Ben Simmons photo, do you think it was just petty overall, regardless of the viewing situation? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it I was. I hadn't actually thought about the viewing situation until you mentioned <laughs> yeah, it. But, but man, if, if you have people over and they're sitting in those two chairs, you 
You're not watching the game. Yeah, those, those were not of the way. those were not of the swivel variety. Uh, they're yeah. not swiveling you have to at all. Move them. Uh, but yeah, Ben Simmons' team got swept by the 76ers, so no wonder he was home. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good point. He yeah. didn't he Remember? didn't play in that series. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, second nominee. We're going with J.R. Smith here. Now, the former player uh, talked to J.J. Redick recently, and a video resurfaced of him talking to him, saying that in Denver, when I was there, we didn't have a single inbound play. We didn't have one. And uh, that's why we couldn't inbound the ball against the Lakers. 09 Conference Finals, if you remember. We're we're going way back. Conference Finals, Trevor Reza kept stealing the ball. Game one, game three at the end of the game. And... uh, Head coach George Carl, well, he saw that. He saw that conversation because some somebody aggregated it. J.R. Smith saying we didn't have an inbound play. George Carl saw it, and and he tweeted, "I'm happy for the real J.R. Smith these days with his education, golf, etc. And he's the second best athlete I coached after Sean Kemp." Okay. Uh, regarding the out of bounds plays, I'm sure Jr. was smoking weed when we practiced them, but it's 15 years ago, so let's just celebrate and move forward. Okay, right. George Carl going in. He likes to do that. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, but then uh, Jr. He blocked him. He blocked Jar- George Carl. <laughs> <laughs> so George Carl was blocked, and he said, "This is Jr. with his passive aggressive BS." I'm not sure that's being passive aggressive. I think he's just being mad. But anyways, I'm saying Jr. is the worst of the week because he's blaming Carl for not being able to inbound the ball. And I went back and looked at those passes. I mean, it's just a lot of loft in those passes that that were picked off. Did it look like they had plays? Yeah, were they running <laughs> anything? Doing stuff? <laughs> they were doing stuff. Yeah, I mean, the George Carl does have a lot of NBA wins. Probably has at least one. I would yeah. think so. Out of bounds play. Yeah, so I'm just not buying it. J.R. Smith is doing so great with his life. He went back to school, getting his degree, yeah. kicking ass. I watched that on Amazon Prime, great little series. I'm, I'm just not buying it, especially after game one, they gave away the pass. Then they changed from a smaller inbounder, Anthony Carter, to a bigger one in game three, and the same thing happened. You don't think at least he came up with a play between game one and game three? <laughs> uh, I am going with J.R. Smith, which isn't, uh, listen, it's not the best of nominees. Former NBA player tweeting about plays from 14 years ago, but <laughs> got to do what I got to do here. Uh, last nominee before we get to some real basketball stuff. It's John Morant. He is the clear winner. Forget about those first two because caught with a gun again on Instagram Live. We talked about it on Monday. We talked about it on Wednesday. Wanted to bookend it here again uh, real quickly. Uh, he wasn't caught. I said he was caught with a, a gun on Instagram Live. He flaunted it. That, that wasn't a, a, a being caught situation. Yeah. Um, and I think that attitude will factor into his inevitable suspension uh, that, that it wasn't just... Well, I'm sorry about it. He, he Again, he was flaunting it. I don't know if you guys want to add anything because we have talked about it many, many times. There isn't much to add in, until the NBA does come down with it, uh, with a, a suspension. But he clearly deserved to be mentioned, so I just wanted to get it out there. The only thing I would add to it, because we keep talking about how many games do we think, if any, I guess, uh, that Silver and the league suspend John Morant for this second time around. So quickly on the heels of him having the sit down with Silver and being remorseful and the redemption sweatshirts. Like, how many games does he get? And I heard an interesting point. It was from Mike Zakari and Team Hold. He wonders if it should be the perfect amount of games that would take John Morant out of any awards, any All-NBA selections. Next year, new CBA, you got to play 65 games to actually have a chance to win any of your MVPs 
and any of the awards, all NBA selections, like I said. So do you just go with that number? You know, 82 minus 65, 17? Yeah. And you just, like, go somewhere in that, that area, which just, like, then takes them out. So, you know, is it, I guess, like, 17 would be a weird number, <laughs> but 20? Is it 20? Is it 25? Um, I think that sort of makes a little bit of sense. Like, that's the punishment. It's like for, you know, hey, you're doing this right on the heels of just doing it. Okay, well, you're going to play. You're going to play a majority of the season. You're going to, in theory, be there for the playoffs, but you are not going to have the ability to hit any of these achievements. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. It also just lines up with what the amount of games I think he's going to get. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be around 20, if I'm guessing. Yeah. I, I hope it's at least 20. Yeah, 20 seems like a, a, a number that will be bandied about as it goes on, but I do think that Morant will not be winning any awards next season. Because, well, I mean, like he got suspended for eight games this season. Yeah. Even if he only gets suspended for 15 games going into next season, surely there's going to be two or three games he misses, just missing sure, games, sure. you know? So I think John Morant's all-NBA case for next season is probably already over. Fair enough. Worst of the week, Noms, right there. Can I throw one more in? Okay. What did you think about uh, ESPN sideline reporter Lisa Salters mm. saying over the last couple days that she hadn't watched Jokic play? She's there for game one. She went on the Rich Eisen show, I believe, and says, this is really the first time I've had a chance to watch him play. And I've got to admit, I've been sleeping on this guy. He is spectacular. <laughs> this guy's so sick. She says that. <laughs> I saw um, Jacob shared on uh, Twitter with us a clip of Keyshawn Johnson, you know, admitting sort of that game one was the first time he's watched him play. This guy's on, you know, a, a daily sports show, which is a little strange to hear him say that. Comes on the heels of Mark Jackson. Uh, whoops, I forgot to put him on my MVP ballot. There's like a lot of ESPN personalities here admitting either them screwing up or just straight up not being familiar with your game. <laughs> i got to apologize to you. Exactly. Uh, a little, a little weird. Now, I don't think Lisa Salters has an MVP vote. I don't think. I'm sure. If she does, that's very, ooh. But it's still a little odd. I mean, this guy is a two-time MVP <laughs> and was in the running for a third in a row. It's... It's just strange. Yeah, I mean, given Lisa Salters the benefit of the doubt, maybe she didn't explain perfectly. She hadn't covered one of his yeah, games yep. and seen him uh, in person, but she does say that she'd been watching his box scores at the end. So I don't know if that's uh, a little bit incriminating, but I think, honestly, it's good for the Nuggets because just more and more bulletin board material for Mike Malone to talk trash about yeah. after they win more and more games. You saw it after game two. He was like, everybody was talking about the Lakers as if they won the series when they're down 0-1. Put that in your pipe and smoke it and go home down 2-0. That was pretty baller from Mike Malone. <laughs> so you got a bunch of ESPN personalities uh, basically saying we're not familiar with your game. I'm sure he's just printing it out and stapling it up. Yeah. Come check this out, my friends. Yeah, yeah totally. It- it reminds me of Raptors days where people didn't watch the Raptors. Yeah, you're right. It's simple. It's similar. It's it's a symptom of our league. Hey, the Lakers, the Warriors, they get the ratings. Let's talk about them. Yeah, I think that's 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 what it is. So yeah, some people haven't watched the greatest. And what's and- infuriating about that though is you are the you are the broadcast channel. You have all the ability in the world to be talking about them. But then they go on the air and go, I can't believe nobody's like been talking about them. <laughs> That's your job. Your job was to be telling people, the casual fans, about what they're doing. Now, you're right, Tass. They've decided, well, 
they don't think it gets the clicks and everybody wants to talk LeBron and Steph and that's it. But that's the funny mm-hmm. part to me. It's like you're the goddamn st- the channel. <laughs> you should be the ones the championing channel. someone like Jokic for all these years. But anyway. totally. Yeah. I, I, and Trey sh- shared a a, uh, a great little spoof video from our friends at Latched on the NBA uh, from Jason Concepcion that uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pokes Gallagher. pokes fun at that uh, great stuff. That everybody has just figured out Jokic is a good basketball player. <laughs> like, wow, who is this guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> this guy's not bad. He might make it in this league. Uh, yeah, all right, let's move on. So, we had the draft lottery this week. Uh, we went over it on one of the pods. Um, just to remind everyone, San Antonio Spurs winning the number one pick. They are going to have the right to take Victor Wembanyama at number one. There he is, looking pretty good in a Spurs jersey. Hornets, they got a big decision. You know, are they going to go Brandon Miller or are they going to go Scoot Henderson? But after those two... It's really up in the air with the next three teams. I don't know about you guys, but you've probably seen or heard like a lot of noise from the Blazers at number three, the Rockets at number four, and the Pistons at number five about the idea, for different reasons, of moving that pick. Portland, it's more like, we've got Dame. We want to win right now. Let's take that number three pick and turn it into some players that could maybe help him immediately. Whereas the Rockets and Pistons are more along the lines of like, we got a lot of picks. We got a lot of of young guys maybe we just get some more vets or younger players that could actually help along with all of our other picks that we already have. So because of that, I jumped on the internet and I tried to find some of my favorites or at least interesting uh, hypothetical trades for that number three pick, the number four pick, and the number five pick. I have two trades for each of those teams, Blazers, Rockets, Pistons, that I'm going to present to you guys and just get your take on them. And again, don't come at me. Okay, I didn't come up with these. Some I like more than others, but let's get your take. Okay, first one. Let's start with Portland uh, and the idea of them moving the number three pick. Had to include the Raptors here because this one, I feel like I've seen a million times already, some variation of this. This is from Fansided's Ian Levy. Blazers receive OG Ananobi and Thaddeus Young, and the Raptors get back Anthony Simon, so they get their young shooting guard. The number three pick, of course which I have wrong on that graphic. God damn it, Elder! (laughs) My apologies. That looks like a three to me. Yeah. Man, I thought I fixed that. I guess I never saved it. And the number 23 pick. So OG and Thad to the Blazers for Simons, the number three pick, and the number 23 pick of this draft, of course. Are we in the ballpark? Is there something here? The Raps get the three, not the five. Uh, The 23 pick... And Simons. I think they do it from okay. the rap side. And, and Oof, why do you say that? Because miss OG. It's, it's, it's as good as you can get. So you move off OG because of, as we've a talked little. about a million times, there's some overlap, you know, of Scotty and, and Siakam and, and OG, maybe. And they need guards. We, they don't know what they're doing in Van Vliet or Gary Trent Jr. Simons is one of your young backcourt players. Yeah. And then possibly even Scoot. If he if he falls to three, if you believe these reports that the Hornets are really really looking at Miller, yeah, I do it because I'm a Raptors fan and I don't care about the Blazers side at this point. Okay. I, I think that's a big package for OGN and OB. Okay. You're okay. getting a, a, a definitely a starter in Anthony Simons, who's shown he can score 20 a game for the rest of his career, and potentially a really good player at number three. Are but you, you are, are you are swapping enough? you are swapping offense obviously in Simons for. 
one of the best defense players. Yes, in the ab- absolutely, the absolutely, absolutely, and and OG would be missed, but has to be done at some point. And the Blazers are going to like that uh, <laughs> having that swap offense for defense. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if that's enough from their side, and I wonder if they wait and see if they get their player at number three. But um, it feels like they're giving up a lot. The Blazers? Yeah. You think you're giving up a lot for OG Ananobi? Yeah. A young star and two picks? That does feel like a lot, but I think OG would look nice on the Blazers. Kind of sure. a really nice uh, compliment to Dame. And then I'm guessing Jeremy Grant is probably coming back. So that'd be a nice twosome on the wing there. Sure. OG and Jeremy Grant, they're both like, both play two ways, but Jeremy Grant's like 70-30 offense and OG's kind of the flip side of yeah. it. Uh, so since I think it's good but not great for both sides probably a quality trade okay yeah okay. and og wants to step into that more of that secondary role which he probably gets more opportunity there yeah. uh, a little bit he's definitely not the number one but he'll get more shots and he's shown at times that he is capable of filling that role who would make dame happy um but in this instance here with the blazers at number three it's somewhat of a flip that like uh, from 2007 where they took odin and they didn't take Durant. In this instance, Scooter Brandon Miller could go number two, and they could get the other one at number three. I wonder if they wait. I'm sure they'd, they'd rather, in terms of basketball play, they'd rather have Miller than Scoot Henderson, mm. I assume. All right. Good stuff there. Uh, the reason I included both picks, or I think, excuse me, Ian Levy included both picks, is, like, by all accounts, remember, at the trade deadline, all we kept hearing was from the Raptors side of things, you know, Zach Lowe reporting others, like, they're asking for a haul. Like, they they think they can get more than just a pick, let's say, for OG. So, hence that number 23 pick, I think, also being included in this hypothetical deal. Let me uh, give you a quick prediction here. Sure. I think the Blazers will trade that number 23 New York Knicks pick to the Chicago Bulls. Okay. Because the Blazers currently owe a protected pick to the Bulls uh, from a trade in the past. They're going to want that obligation out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think that they just pull that swap. Okay. Nice. Mark it down. Call the mm-hmm. shot. Uh, I got one more Blazers trade uh, moving that number three pick. I don't have the board for you here, but uh, Blazers receive Mikhail Bridges and Joe Harris. The Nets get Anthony Simons, Keon Johnson, number three pick, and the number 23 pick. So it's Mikhail Bridges instead of OG for all intents and purposes. I need a board. I need a visual. Say it again. Say, yeah, yeah, say it again. I was, I was like, it's, check it over. Let's see here. <laughs> it's, it's the Nets getting, instead of the Raptors, Simons, Keon Johnson, and those two picks, number three and number 23. And Mikhail Bridges is the main piece, the main defensive wing guy going to help Portland. You know, Damian Lillard was just sitting courtside oh, at a man. Brooklyn Nets game in the playoffs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, and so mm-hmm. Joe Harris goes to, yeah. I like Br- Bridges is the, just look at it, Bridges for really Simons and the draft picks. I like it better for the Blazers. As mm. good as OG is, Mikel Bridges is just a, you know, he's he's just a another level kind of guy. He yeah. sh- and he showed it in Brooklyn that he could be a, not not a number one, but virtually a, a number one when at, when called upon. So you get both. Yeah. You get both the offense oh, totally. and the defense. Bridges is a better get than OG. Yeah, I I, I'm. Is there like rumors going around that the Nets are looking to move him? Because I saw so many trade proposals with Bridges in it. Like, it was as if they were like, I'm like, what? Why? It doesn't feel like they would move him, but also, like, if the offer's good enough, why not? Like, you're probably, long-term, Bridges, he's a good player. He's almost 27 years old. He's in his prime right now. 
and how far are you going to go with him as your absolute number one guy? So I think if you completely wowed him, probably got to be more than two picks in Simons to do it, but I think he could be got. Okay. Mm. All right, let's move on to the Rockets here. We do have a board for this one. Let's see if I screwed it up. Uh, no, I think I got it right. It is uh, from Clutch Points. The Rockets get Jalen Brown. That's their guy. That's who they're targeting. Now, I think in this hypothetical, you have to assume, let's say, the Heat beat the Celtics here, right? And they don't go back to the finals, and it just sort of falls apart. But the Celtics get Kevin Porter Jr., Jay Sean Tate. The number four pick is what the Rockets have, right? And then two future first-round picks. You could even throw in a third if you want. They have a lot. Obviously, the Houston Rockets have a ton of picks to uh, play with here. Thoughts? TK, I'll start with you. Celtics say no. Okay. Why do they want three first-round picks? Great question. <laughs> yeah, Great question. they're trying to win a title right now. Yeah. Guys that are 20 years old aren't helping. Guys that are in high school right now, they ain't helping. You know, I'm not a big Kevin Porter Jr. fan. Jay Sean Tate, fine player. He's going to come off the bench. So they would be trading an all-NBA guy for some 17-year-olds and two role players. Doesn't make sense to me. What about the hypothetical of Jalen Brown saying, I don't want to be here. Get me the hell out of here. <laughs> Tell him to turn down $300 million. See if he does it. Thoughts? Yeah, it's difficult to imagine this happening unless the Celtics somehow implode and Jalen Brown asks out. Um, then you can start to think about it. But I think he's fairly happy, even though you know he put out there there were the articles out there in, in the New York Times. He he, uh, he 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 threw it out there uh, that he wants to get paid. He's going to get paid. Yeah. I think the Celtics are going yeah. to give him that. It, it's yeah, it would be strange uh, because the Celtics would be stepping back. I don't think they're trying to do any sort of two timelines thing. It doesn't really make sense. And I think the Jays get along enough. Yeah, but maybe maybe deep down he does want to play somewhere else. We don't we don't necessarily know that, but he's gonna sign that contract and they're gonna to want to sign him to that contract. Sounds like from the Rocket side of things, no brainer. Oh, totally. You'd be doing this for sure to uh That'd be great. add Jalen Brown for that type of deal. Okay, Space City scoops Tyler Watts, sticking with the Rockets. He says, Okay, not Jalen Brown. Lock in here. We're getting no board. Lock in. Lock in. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns is coming to the Houston Rockets. I have your interest, Trey Kirby. Pretty similar picks or deal. The Wolves get Kevin Porter Jr., let's say Josh Christopher, the number four pick, two future firsts. You know, when we get into like Jalen even, two, three future firsts, is there a second round pick? Whatever. It's a haul. It's a haul. Okay? Carl Anthony Towns to Houston using that number four pick and then KPJ. And Josh Christopher, what says you? <laughs> I got I to check Carl Anthony Towns' age here real quick. He's yeah, he's, he's getting along in years. He's, he's what, 27, in the 2015 draft, so he will be 28 in November of next season. So he's right in the prime of his career. I don't know. I kind of like this, uh, to be quite off, uh, often, to be quite honest. But um, I like that if you're Minnesota, you're kind of like – Definitely building around Anthony Edwards. You would still have Gobert uh, around, but maybe that makes more sense when it's just one big guy out there and you can put the right pieces that you actually want around Anthony Edwards. I don't know. I don't necessarily know that Minnesota would do it, but it's got me It's got me intrigued. Okay. So they'd be building around Jalen Green, Shingun, Jabari Smith, and Cat. And... James Harden, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what a pairing that would be. <laughs> but yes, yes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sold that this is going to be a great team um, by any means. So, are they giving up a little too much in in the picks for a 
What is that? What is that team going to be? Was, is that is that even a, a 500 team? That's uh, a, a tough call. That's a good. Yeah, you, I know, you, would I know. Ho- you would hope that uh, Jalen Green really takes a step forward. I think having a shooter in Carl Anthony Towns. And Towns I w- is still good. Yeah, like, oh, I know. He's absolutely he's a, he's a gra- good. Especially in the regular season. I mean, there's yeah. definitely, you're going to see his warts the most uh, when he's getting targeted in the postseason. But if he's the absolute number one guy on a team like the Rockets, he would probably put up 30 points a game. But I wonder if they're doing a little bit what the Wolves did and just got way too loaded in the front court because they do have some hope in Jabari Smith and a number three pick. They love Shingun. Yeah. Why the hell would yeah, they? Yeah, sure. And... Cat's going to eat 40 minutes. So I, I probably wouldn't do it, I guess. But, it, yeah, I don't you're know. Mo- I, I, Jabari Smith came. Why not? Why why not buy into some of these guys that you've put some time into? And, like, he's, he's a good-looking player the last couple months of his rookie season. He's still a rook. So I don't know if you trade for a 28-year-old to be 35 and 47. Well, Man. they want to be better. <laughs> Step forward. As, you yeah. know, they're not, right. they're yeah, not winning true. the lotteries it's here true. every time they're garbage. They have Towns a brand new coach. Towns has play and experience. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, final team here. Let's go to the Pistons. they got the number five pick. Obviously have a lot of youth on their squad as it is. They're looking for a coach. The Athletics' James Edwards III had a great article. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Get yourself a subscription. He had a bunch of trades. I picked a few. He went with this one. Pistons, Knicks. Pistons get R.J. Barrett, Evan Fournier, and a protected 2024 first-round pick in exchange for Bogdanovich, Boyan Bogdanovich, James Wiseman, yet he is on the Pistons, remember, and then the number five pick. So the Knicks move off R.J. He looked great, had a good postseason run, Mm -hmm. but his name was coming up time and time again uh, in, uh, you know, potential trade rumors. And they get some shooting here in Bogdanovich to, you know, sort of pair with... Your your Brunsons and your and your Randalls and Edwards likes the idea of Barrett as like a secondary or tertiary ball hander besides your beside Kate uh, Cunningham and and Ivy there. What do you think? Is there anything to this one? It's one of those trades you see from both sides, and it's not overwhelmingly amazing on either side. But that's why it sort of makes sense. Uh, Barrett is a little bit more of a veteran that the Pistons would would want, but he's still obviously young. Uh, and they're giving up a number five pick for it. They don't want to go super young, so it, it sort of makes sense from from that angle. And from the Knicks' perspective, they are giving up on on RJ Barrett for uh, Wiseman's future, I suppose, and a number five pick. What was and the other part? Bogdanovich. Oh, yeah, he would be the. He would fit with them. He, sure. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. getting into his mid thirties, getting a little older, but uh, for, for a year or two, that it sort of makes sense on both sides. It's just giving up RJ Barrett his best playoff run. And rumors for Donovan Mitchell last year, and now we're talking yeah. Bogdanovich <laughs> and, and Wiseman in the number five pick. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's it's It'd really. Be, do you, are you convinced RJ has taken a step, or was this a bit of a like a bit of a flash here? The shooting, in particular, the shooting is probably a bit of a flash, but he was really good. I, I thought in the postseason, the key would be that the Knicks would have to think they can get somebody at number five who's going to end up better than R.J. Yeah, Barrett, yeah. or at least equivalent to R.J. Barrett in the future, because Bogdanovich would be a pretty solid replacement. Right now, they've basically got three drivers in Brunson, Randall, and Barrett. Those guys just want to get to the hole every single time. It'd be nice to have somebody who does it from the outside primarily, so I can see that being beneficial to New York, and then you have yeah. uh, the backstop of we're drafting a guy who's going to be our young wing going forward instead of R.J. Barrett. So it's not bad. It's not a bad 
trade right there, and they've done business together before. Yeah, the Knicks point. and the Pistons. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fred Katz, he loved it. Did he? Yeah, in the article. This was a fun article because uh, James would present the trade to all of the other athletic beat writers for those particular teams, and they would sort of chime in with like, uh, I don't know about that, or yeah, this makes some sense. So uh, the final Pistons one, uh, just chucked it in here. It would be going uh, with the San Antonio Spurs, who obviously have the number one pick, but why not get the number five pick too? And what would it take? Could the Pistons get Keldon Johnson and a 2024 first-round pick by way of Toronto for the number five pick? So Spurs would be drafting five. One and five. Keldon Johnson is 24 years old, valuable contract, something, you know, four years, 74 million, decent player, good player. Edwards thinks he fits the piston sort of like void really well as a solid offensive wing player uh, and can be pretty effective without the ball. And then the Spurs are like more like, well, we got Wemby here. Now let's go get another super young guy to pair with them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, in the I mean, here. I, Keldon Johnson's a player. I wonder if he's a bit of a clogger on that offense uh, with Jaden Ivey. Isn't he like a forty percent no, three good, point shooter? Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's, he's good. Know, good he, man. he had a great year at uh, I think it was twenty points per game. He ended at with uh, with the Spurs. I didn't realize he was such a good shooter. He's not thirty two point nine percent. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I was thinking thirty six career. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wonder because Ivey's oh, game last year he was forty percent. Oh, was he? That's yeah. pretty good. Fool's gold. Okay, well, Ivy needs to drive. So I just want... I, I mean, I'm thinking on the floor with Cade. The Pistons, it would be nice to get a little bit older. So they're essentially giving up the number five pick for a guy who's been in the league a couple of years. Yeah. Signed to a smart deal. Yeah. Um, gives them a little cost certainty. Yeah, I wonder how it's going to work on the floor, though. Just with Jaden Ivy a little bit. But... Um, Maybe maybe that fool's gold wasn't fool's gold. Jay Nivey's developing his shot too. It sucks because we didn't see Kate out there to see what, what their yeah. games looked like. But I do like the idea of the the Pistons. You can't just keep keep getting younger, and that's why going into this draft, five, four, three, even two, I'd say are potentially on the on the block to be dealt right, right. with these teams. So it makes sense from that regard. The key to me would be if the Spurs think at the number five pick they can get a point guard. Because when you look at the team they've got around Wemby, that's where they're really lacking is somebody who's a playmaker. The mock drafts I'm reading seems to be all wings going in the three through seven range pretty much. So maybe there isn't a point guard out there. But if you're the Pistons, like, Kelton Johnson's only 23 years old. He'll be 24 at the start of next season. He would fit alongside them uh, timeline-wise. It would just come down to if the Spurs think they can get a point guard to pair next to Victor and then have those two grow together just like Tim Duncan and Tony Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Is Parker growing another French point guard that they can can draft there? (laughs) Not sure. I'm not sure. All right, those are some hypothetical trades with the ideas that maybe the uh, Blazers, Rockets, and Pistons are looking to move their top five picks. Uh, let us know if you've got other ones. There's a million out there. And uh, it does feel like not all three of them, but I think one of these teams, I think the Blazers would be at the top of most people's yeah. list, actively look to uh, shop that for some uh, talent that could help Damian Lillard win right now. Uh, let's take one more break. And when we come back, rapid fire fun. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
All right, we were talking about Austin Reeves' post-game pop-punk look. And look at this split-screen action. Now, JD really had the pop-punk look. And uh, I'm included here as well. Yeah, the hair definitely had that spiky look. Oh, I missed that shirt. The old basketball (laughs) shirt. That's our first logo ever. You still have your Mike's Hard Lemonade shirt, JD? (laughs) Uh, Definitely not. I want to jump in a lake. Sunshine down on the beach in the summer. I'm on a I'm on a ferry, I believe. In yeah, that photo. I had to go deep into your Facebook page. <laughs> oh, I've got better ones. Uh, yeah, I just say it was on the fly. That's so. all right. That's all right. Yeah. Good stuff. So, did Austin restyle his hair like that, or did he just get out of the shower? I just think yeah. it's out of the shower. Yeah, yeah. Na- natural. <laughs> yeah. Natty. Quick towel to the head, and it looks like that. Uh, all right. Let's start wrapping up this drop podcast with some rapid fire fun. Tass has the questions. We've got the answers. Get ready to cosplay, gentlemen. <laughs> when we're I'm going as Austin Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> you can pull it off. Uh, when we're in Summer League, yeah. Vegas, there's going to be a new event along with Summer League. It's called NBA Con. NBA Con is a first-of-its-kind event that blends the interests of NBA players and fans into a celebration of the best of hoops culture. What will take place? Well, the latest trends in NBA fashion and sneakers, live performances and podcasts, meet and greets, etc. So let's help out the organizers. What's something that should happen at NBA Con? Skeets. Well, I know at BravoCon... They have these all-star panels, of course, where they bring different reality stars across different franchises all together. And they have like a super panel, right? It's like Real Housewives of New York and Real Housewives of, you know, Orange County and Atlanta. And like they're all together and people go nuts for it. Mm -hmm. We got to be doing that at NBA Con. Okay. We got we got Simmons and KOC and Verno up there <laughs> alongside a Zach Lowe and a Windhorse and the two Tims. And we got through the wire. And we got the athletic NBA show legends. <laughs> and we got us all on one stage. NBA con. I'm grabbing Chris Vernon's fur coat. I'm <laughs> putting that thing there on. There you go. People love it. I mean it would be the ultimate panel of podcasters. <laughs> so that's my, uh, that's my idea. That sounds like they do it at BravoCon. At BravoCon, they called it Ultimate Girls Trip, but this is all uh, Ultimate Boys Trip since it's all of us <laughs> podcasters. Uh, I actually heard Bon Temps and McMahon are opening a restaurant together. Tim Tim. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great reference. Yeah, I heard Tom Tom not doing so good at business now. Oh yeah, Schwartz and Sandy's not looking good. I found a piece of shit in my salad. <laughs> Was it Schwartz or Sandoval? Oh, did you watch the finale? Oh, I watched it yesterday, buddy. Can't wait for the reunion. Oh, I want to go to Bravo. What is it? A ten-part reunion? How long are they (laughs) going to milk this? Milk it forever, man. Hey, Andy. Uh, Anyway, okay. So uh, a super podcast panel. Super podcast. Crossing over. Yeah, love it. What's something that should happen, Trey? I want a heckle hallway. Okay. (laughs) You walk through it. It's like an immersive experience. You're going through, but before you do, you choose which player. You're going to hear the heckles from. You're like, what's it sound like to be booed when you're LeBron James? Boop. You go in. Oh, you ain't the king. The Lion King. The Wash King. You got a whole bunch of players you can choose from. Jokic, uh, Giannis. Maybe you get counted down at the free throw line, something like that. We'll also have a referee option so you can hear what it's like when Scott Foster's really in his bag. You know, (laughs) hear what what it's like. Boom. (laughs) 
Walk through the heckle hallway. That's see if you can handle it. That's, that's good. good. So it's like a hall of horrors for trash talk. Yeah, you know, kind of. Right? <laughs> I like that idea. Good. It should get scary. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Uh, JD, what should they have? Yeah, I mean, you said it off the top. Cosplay, more cosplay, you know? <laughs> but but abstract, you know? We, I want to see people dressed up as wedgies. So mm. dress up as a Laker. What is what is that even? <laughs> what is it? Yeah, Austin and then you have like a Dragon Con style parade of all these uh, costumes, NBA related costumes. Be great. I mean, some really people are kind of cosplaying because there's you know, jersey, <laughs> old jerseys yeah, and old stuff. Jerseys. But, yeah. but but take it to the next level. Let's see a Clipper Daryl out there. Let's see a Jack Nicholson. Right? Oh, that's good. You know? Let's yeah. go deep. Like go uh, Jimmy Goldstein. You know? Like uh, dress up. I want to be Red Panda. On a unicycle. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. With the plates and everything. Yes. Like, just glue the plates to my foot and walk around. How's he doing it? <laughs> Look at the balance. Or my head, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we're I going, eh? I got to get yeah. tickets. Probably gone. Let's no. see. Can't we be press? Like, can't we get... Oh, I don't know. We'll be there for it. Right. I mean, in theory, we're, we're going to be there for the first weekend. It's only a couple days, we're right? We're not performing. I think it's three days. <laughs> we're not performing. <laughs> <laughs> three days. All right. Uh, this, for the con heads. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can watch open practice, participate in open runs, apparently. It's, it's, well, it's I mean, it's jam session. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a. Yeah. It's maybe a cooler, slicker jam session. Jam which con. is fine. Sounds like it. How That's do you feel right. about the name NBA Con? I know it's convention and they're yeah. all named that like I just said BravoCon and Comic Con and all that but like I don't know something <laughs> doesn't sound cool <laughs> like, they are trying Poops to fit con. in they're yeah. trying to fit in with the Bravo yeah, Cons and everything else it's yeah. fine maybe Tim Donaghy will show up he's a con <laughs> sort of uh, alright uh, Shaquille O'Neal will not be coaching anytime soon O'Neal told Chris uh, Chris Mannix of SI that he doesn't think he would do well in that role he said quote I, prudent, I probably wouldn't be able to coach. I have an old-school mentality. Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, the great Greg Popovich, that type of mentality. I don't think I'd be able to relate to the new generation. What's something you probably have the skill set for, but just aren't interested in? Skeets. The trampoline dunk team mm. that you see during timeouts, maybe at mm. halftime every once in a while. We've had some experience. We... Yeah. Uh, we tried it out with the Rim Rockers, the great Bucks acrobatic trampoline team. Yeah, you uh, killed it on And I thought time, I was yeah. pretty good at it. Yeah, it good. like fits like sort of my skill set. You know, good in the air. Uh-huh. You're good. I'm charismatic. Good on a trampoline. Uh, good on a trampoline. Hey, I'm charismatic. Ball in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the guy that dunks with a jug of vodka because uh, I'm Clipper kid. Um but yeah, I think I'd be all right at it. But like, I can't. I, I'm not really gonna be doing it. I'm definitely break a leg or something. I'm too old for this shit. I wonder what the point. age, the ages of those rim rockers are. Yeah, you How got, old was Swift? You got to guess twenty to twenty-five. These guys and, yeah. and, and girls. Prime like. jumping time. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what were their names? You dropped on there. One was Swifty, I think. Swifty. <laughs> Skeetsy. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Skeetsy, take them to the air. Air skeets. <laughs> I could do jump farts. Uh, you would have to. Absolutely. <laughs> they would mic up. They're like, like, why are they micing They would mic. It make any sense. Yeah, they put it on my waistband. And oh. then you get the crowd to go quiet. Get the ball. JD's oh, we got, got the ball. ball. Yeah. yeah. Neon. From. So we got Neon. We got Swifty. The Rim Rockers. These guys one, were awesome. Swaggy. They were great. There was really one with D's. There was one with Swaggy D's. Swaggy T? Yeah. What's that D one? Uh, Dr. Dirt. Yeah, that's Oh, that's a good name. Yeah. Dr. And there's a straight up Swaggy, I think. Yeah. All right. Yep. Nice. Okay. Swaggy had charisma. Put me on the trampoline dunk team. All right. Trey, what's Uh, something you got the skill set for? I think I'd be a good gym teacher. 
<laughs> I do a lot of sports, man. I've done many sports, and I'm always willing to try a new one, but I only really, really like two kids. <laughs> you know, all the other kids, I don't know. They're good. But I don't know if I can do nine months of it. <laughs> Gym teachers, though. Shout out to teachers, man. They got the hardest job on earth. That's a good point. It's totally true. We uh, we drove by my child's gym teacher, and she goes, "Oh, that's my gym teacher." And Danielle goes, "Oh yeah, he looks like a gym teacher." Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> that look. Wow. I think they definitely have a wardrobe. A wardrobe look. For sure. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, you are wearing it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Short and long sleeves. Like yeah. uh, the biggest thing holding me back, I think, though, would be that my calves are not nearly gym teacher sized. Every gym teacher's yeah. calves mm. are enormous. <laughs> they look like a rolled up towel <laughs> on the back of their leg. You think the kids would make fun of you too? Oh, skinny calves? <laughs> yes, of course the kids would make fun of me. I would be a teacher. <laughs> All right, JD, what's your answer for this one? Yeah, with apologies to your brother-in-law, DJing. Ah. I'd be really good at it. I've never done it like that before, like uh, EDM style, like Vegas, like this kind of thing, you know, yeah. like drop the drop the needle or whatever. I know nothing about it, but I know I'd <laughs> be awesome at it. Drop the beat. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You know. yeah, maybe the needle. Same the thing. Beat. Either way. It's like, it's like I, I watch it and I go, what, what, what is this? What, what is this? Most of the time they're just dancing around back there with a laptop. I yeah. could do that. I'm he also creative. creates his music. He's also a musician. All right, JD. I'm not talking specifically the Whittler. I'm talking like. <laughs> well, you brought him up. Yeah, I did, but I don't really know what the yeah. Whittler does. But anyway, I've, I've oh, been well, in a could... nightclub and I've seen people go crazy for DJs, and I'm like, you think you could do it? Yeah, I definitely could do it, but I have no interest. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely could have a great ear. <laughs> You could do what the Whittler does too. He has uh, he has sessions where he teaches people how to make music. Like you could make music. Like he goes so all he goes work, all. Though. That's cool. Like, well, you press a button, and you got music. <laughs> JD. Oh damn, JD! <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what sucks? There's beatboxing, not beatboxing, beat making kids, beat making courses for kids. As in, like press a button. Right. There's yeah. Your, there's yeah. Well, that sucks. Oh, you're saying they're not really making the beat. They're just picking a beat. No. That's so, but that's where music is going. I it's know, all AI I now. Chat, chat GPT, give me a beat. Give me 50 beats. There you pick one, that's my beat. Make, I'm, a, I'm a DJ now. Make Notorious B.I.G. rapping a song. How is... Does that already exist? It must. DJ chat DJ GPT? AI, yeah, it must. DJ AI? It Actually, must. you know what? It sort of does. My Spotify, there's now an option. It's a DJ. It's a guy comes on. He's like, hey, what's up, man? You haven't been back in a while. Let's play some jams. Uh, you know, here's De La Soul. And, like, we'll play music, and then it, and then we'll pop in, like, hey, you seem to be liking this. Let's take you down. <laughs> back trip down memory. It's wild, man. It's pretty That's good. Weird, That's actually. a robot. That's crazy. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a guy. It's a man's <laughs> voice. But it's got, Even like, a live man it's, uh, how do you describe it? Like, you know, like, it's like a circle, but it's, like, like, like sort of moving when it's talking. Like a wave. Yeah, yeah. A wave, yeah. A form, yeah. Sort of yeah. Deal. Shout out to that DJ. I like him. <laughs> DJ's popular. He's only playing my music. That's my favorite part. I love this song. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah. I know you do. No, I guess he That's does. He's sprinkling in some that are maybe not sure. in my uh, playlist, but right. are same genre. Right. Does but it's... you like it. because I've know. loved it. Yeah. It's great. It's crazy. Does, does it sort of look like, you know, when you cre- rec- create a voice file on Twitter where you're like, you know, you say something into Twitter and then there's like a... Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, 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 one of those things. Cool. Visualizer. Visualizer. Yeah. That's a good word. Shout okay. out to Winamp. <laughs> that's what I learned what a visualizer was. DJ Spotify. Hold on. I want to know if he's got a name. 
<laughs> DJ Spotify <laughs> on the ones and twos. I mean, it's, it's, a it's funny... literally an AI DJ. Yep. Wow. Crazy, man. Crazy. It's scary. Oh, it it's a scary Diplo. world. Sucks for who? Diplo. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So I mean, we're going to be screwed in literally yeah, two yeah. years. Like, what's, less. What's James Kennedy going to do? <laughs> First Tom Tom now DJ James Kennedy. See you next Tuesday. It's yeah, going to be done. Man. We got to get to BravoCon this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Okay. Uh, okay. We got last one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got I'm just one. trying. It was it Vanderpump? What do you guys reference? Yeah, Vanderpump yeah. Rules. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to. Most epic no. season. Good of time, all time to get in. There's only like 10 seasons you got to watch to completely understand everything. Uh, I got. I jumped in on Survivor. I'm. I'm happy with yeah, that. That's, One that's more good. episode. Yep, three right. hours remaining. That's right. <laughs> uh, in the spirit of J.R. Smith, Jimmy Butler did his post-game press conference shirtless after finishing off the Knicks. When's the last time you said going bare? Don't care. Just took that shirt off. Skeets. Well, I tried to a few weeks ago at Adam and Aline's wedding. Up in oh, Toronto. I tried to. Tried. I stopped. Nora stopped it. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, she has a rule. It can it can be like I can go like four buttons, <laughs> undone. But the shirt has to stay on, and at least the you know the bottom two sort of got to stay done up. Mm. But I was I was giving it a go. And then she, the button. she showed me a video, and I was like, oh my god! You know when you see a video of yourself. <laughs> And you're definitely in the bag, having the time of my life. Yeah, of course. Living it up on the dance floor, but it's like, oh, I look like a scumbag. Oh, I looked so sweaty. Oh, you know. Yeah, but oh, yeah, if you didn't have the shirt on, you'd look way better. I know, I know. You look way better. You should just be glistening with sweat, having a great time. There's a part in this video where I, I put uh, Nora's other sister, Lori, in like a headlock while we're rapping to the camera. I do see the camera that Nora's recording. We're rapping, whatever it is. And then you hear Lori go, You're choking me. <laughs> and I just unleash and I'm going around. I looked like a madman. <laughs> It was. I was having time in my life, obviously. The DJ was great. Somebody's got to bring the energy on the dance floor, oh, man. It sounds like oh, you were the man. I mean, it. I think I maybe brought too much energy, though. <laughs> because I think there's a fine line where it's sure. like, everybody's like, I can't get on this guy's yeah. level. Like, yeah. it gets some people out. Some be like, okay, I, this guy's having a blast. Let's go. But I think some people are like, ah, uh, what's, what's, is he okay? Yeah, it depends on the, the, the wedding environment. Yeah can be too much or maybe in a g- different environment you'd be just enough yeah. when did she show you the video the next day or uh, right no, there she so just, prove it to you this uh, is what you yeah, look like last night last night oh last night because we were talking about these answers mm-hmm. and she's like oh yeah i had to show you this <laughs> oh i was like i wish you didn't show me that <sighs> no but, f- no it's fine it's fine no fun league the nora fun league you know, but you know what i hate about it it's like uh you watch the video and it's like you can barely hear the music you just hear me screaming yeah, yeah. Biggie lyrics, you know, and it's like, it just sounds, you don't hear the music, even though it's obviously loud in the place. How does it do that? Yeah. How's it, it isolating my sound? Must have been DJ Spotify in yeah, there. It's DJ Spotify on the ones and twos in your phone. He's in your phone right now, regulating everything. He's anyway. doing up some tracks for anyway. you right now. Anyway, that shirt oh. has come off at weddings before, but... I guess I'm too old for it to completely come undone. Oh, that's, you know spot, what? That's a fair. Spot. That's a fair rule. <laughs> that's a 43 year old man. Like, I think it flies when you're 25. But yeah, you're also at a family wedding, maybe yeah. a friend wedding. Yeah, that's right. Different environment. Gotta wait for the parents to leave at least. Yeah. Sure, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that feeling of a shame video being shown to you. <laughs> yeah. All right, not good. Yeah. 
been there. She wasn't. Nah, it wasn't. I felt the shame. She thought yeah. it was sort of funny. Yeah. <laughs> she, thought, she thought it was very funny when I nearly choked out her sister by accident. <laughs> and it was so funny hearing Lori go, I'm joking. <laughs> and I have no clue. I'm just going like, it's going to rap music. All right, Trey, when's time you took off your shirt? Uh just happened for me as well. Took the ripping lips out on the lake. Beautiful day. Just popped my shirt out and mm. fished. Took my suspenders down. I was wearing overalls, of course. So just cruising around, feeling like a real redneck on the lake. No shirt on. Did you burn yeah. though? Oh, minor burns. Yeah. Minor burns. Uh, my worst burns were on my ankles. I've never had this before. I have a reverse sock tan because I was wearing a pant, but it came up to like where my ankles. <laughs> I was wearing no socks, <laughs> so my ankles are just like beat, beat Ooh. red. So red, the complete opposite of the usual sock tan that you yeah. see. So I think I'm going to be good for the summer because I'll wear socks until the rest of my legs burn <laughs> completely even out. First time I've ever had tan legs. The Rippin' Lips is the name of your kayak. kayak. This vessel. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I, like I broke it. a bottle of ginger beer over the bow. <laughs> what? Cool. Glass? No, that was facetious. Oh, that I, was facetious. I'm sorry, man. You got, got me. Like you got me. Major? You got me. Yeah, man. It's, it's bad luck otherwise, right? You have to name a boat and you have to smash christen it with glass. Yeah. yeah, christen it. Christen it. <laughs> it was a successful venture. As we heard. Caught the fish. Caught the fish. fish. Lips I'm, were ripped. I still can't decide if I was shirtless when I caught my fish. It's impossible to tell because the mean? shirt I was wearing was like light orange. Mm. And from a distance? I guess my skin looks light orange. <laughs> so maybe I was maybe I was naked topped. I don't know. <laughs> naked top. All right, JD. <laughs> because you had a, uh, I, I guess you had a video of you getting the fish. I mean, that, that's why you're uh, saying you know, Laura, you, somebody Laura saw you. I was out watching me and the girls out on the lake. I was like, I got one. Okay, so she took a photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. but it's too far away to really tell. <laughs> to gotcha. know if you don't have a shirt on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. I can't flash back. On should have asked the fish. Yeah. <laughs> okay, JD. A time you took your shirt off. Yeah. Every every night that when the kids were little, uh, spaghetti night. Every night, the three of us, the three men, shirts off <laughs> for spaghetti. For spaghetti night. night. Smart, uh, actually. Because how old are we talking? Like, like old. Like, I mean, I we used to do it on ski trips as adults. Like way back, we would have spaghetti, and all of all of us would have our shirts off eating spaghetti. Like, excuse me? <laughs> oh, How old? What do you mean? You're 18, 19, 20? Oh, like 25, 27. But, you know, when I had kids, I was like, I'm going to go back to the, the shirts off spaghetti nights because it's a fucking disaster usually with kids oh, God, and spaghetti. Totally. So just take your shirts off, guys. And then I took my shirt oh, off. and In solidarity. In solidarity. I and also, I'm a bit of a slob. <laughs> Rachel was fine. She kept her shirt on. But uh, we would take our shirts off and have spaghetti night. It's a good idea. <laughs> That's great. I love Parents it. out there, just take the shirts off and you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> good feels, call. It feels like a shirts off spaghetti type of <laughs> That's, night. That's I exactly like that. right. Great. Great answers. You went fire. skiing. <laughs> well, not skiing. Like we were all staying in a lodge, yeah. and we all, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, we're après ski, après ski, cook up a whole big pot of spaghetti, and then just take your shirts take off your and, shirts and eat off dinner. And eat it. You got red and wine go going. You got tomato sauce and the bolognese sauce going. Awesome. We're, we're, not, we're not making a mess. We are making a mess, but we just wash ourselves. <laughs> off. We just hose each other down. Exactly. Just jump in the jacuzzi of snow. <laughs> Shout out to Mont Tremblant. 
<laughs> All right. Some wild rapid-fire answers. Nice. A wild edition of the Drop Podcast. Hopefully a classic. You tell us. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review. To all you podcast listeners, like the video. Subscribe on No Dunks on YouTube if you haven't done that. Join us later today, 2 p.m. Eastern, EuroLeague Final Four action on playback. That link is in the show notes. Either, uh, you know, wherever you download and listen to the podcast, just scroll down there. You'll see it and click on it. Or here on YouTube, go to playback.tv slash no dunks to find our page and get in on the action 2 p.m. Eastern today for Barcelona and Real Madrid El Clasico and then back on Sunday at 1 p.m. Enjoy the games tonight game I guess tonight and throughout the weekend we'll see if we do some weekend podcasts so make sure you subscribe otherwise guys have a great weekend enjoy your spaghetti shirts off of course (laughs) shirts off Clipper Bros you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome thanks for joining us and remember I wanted to give the Olympiacos Monaco score. It's still not on? <laughs> how do time changes work? How, I mean, <laughs> how did it, what time how did it do? start? <laughs> no, I thought I, it was starting I, at 11. Yeah, I, thought I thought it was starting it was at 11, 11 as too. well. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. We got a live stream. So we'll confirm that we're live at 2 p.m. Eastern today. We'll be live at some point. At some point. Wait, I got a score here. Nice. Oh. 27-24 Monaco right now. Six minutes left in Q2. Okay, 10-minute quarters. Here we go. All right, good luck to you, Tessie. Still tight. We'll see you guys later. Embrace the day, people.